Hey, my Katie's, thank you so much for being here for another episode of Productivity in Proverbs 31. Well, I thank you that you're here. I wonder, are you really here? Have you taken the time to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a starred and written review? If you have not and you're enjoying the show, I so wish you would. Not only do I wish you would, I hope you would, I pray you would, and I thank you in advance. Because when you do that, it's really critical. And I say this at the end in my closing, but it really is important because it allows Google to know that we're here. It allows us to rank on Google and for Apple Podcasts so that more folks can get it. Another thing that you could do, if you would, I would be oh so honored, is take a screenshot of the episode that really has blessed your life or meant a lot to you. Share that on your Instagram and make sure you tag me and I can give you a shout out and thank you for that. So now, not only that, but have you joined us in our community? It's over in Facebook and nobody needs another Facebook group. I totally get that. But I've never heard anybody that couldn't use a little more community, encouragement, and friendship, which is what I hope that we're developing over there in our Facebook community. It's called Productivity in Proverbs 31 Community. I know, super original, kind of mind-blowing how I can come up with these names, but you know, I try. It's one of the little skills that I have. But I would love for you to join us over there. And only if you join and participate can the community be built. And I would love for us to build a community of folks that can depend on each other and ask questions and get help and advice. Not only that, but that we can pray for each other. So that's super important. Now, go ahead, hit pause on this. Go over there and join the community. Go leave me a review. But then I want you to come right back. Because today's episode is so super, super poignant and it is timely because it's on traditions. And as we're in the holiday season, as this is being recorded, it's going to be especially important to help you think through some of the things you do for the holidays. So go on over there, leave a review, and then come right back. Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control, with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee, and let's get started. I love the opening scene of Fiddler on the Roof. And I know I may be dating myself because you may not even have ever seen Fiddler on the Roof. It's a great story, great story about a man who has to question all of his life and his traditions and his life choices. And his name is Tevya. And Tevya, who's the main character, he talks to the audience at the beginning because as it opens, there's the scene of his village of Anatevka and there is a fiddler on the roof, an actual person on the roof of a building and he's fiddling. And Tevya says, a fiddler on the roof. Sounds crazy. No, but in our little village of Anatevka, you might say that every one of us is a fiddler on the roof. And it goes down and it says, and how do we keep our balance? Well, that I can tell you in one word. Tradition. 
Now, I didn't really try to do the accent, but I do love the movies. Matter of fact, it's making me want to go watch it now. But when I think of the word traditions, I typically think of just holidays and the special things I do year after year for a certain holiday. But when you really look at the word tradition, it's a noun, and it means so much more than that of just doing the same things over and over, although it does encompass that. It is the passing off, or it's the transmission of our customs, of our beliefs, from one generation to the next generation. And if you've heard me speak at all in any of my photo episodes, you know I'm all about preserve the story, write the stories for the next generation. It's biblical. God tells us to speak of these things to your children and to your children's children so they will not forget the great and mighty deeds of the Lord. And so when you look in Merriam-Webster, it says it's an inherited, established, or customary pattern of thought, action, or behavior. It's a belief or a story or a body of beliefs or stories that are relating to the past that are commonly accepted as historical fact. It's the handing down of information, beliefs, and customs by word of mouth or by example from one generation to another generation without any written instructions. It's also the cultural continuity and social attitudes, customs, and institutions, and its characteristic manner, style, or method. While that's a lot, all of it underscores exactly what I wanted to say here in this busy, crazy, frantic time that we live in. We're more connected to technology than ever before, and we're handing our littles, very, very littles, our very smalls, iPads, and we're having them become their own social media star. But I want us to hone in this morning on not screens and not social media, but our traditions, because traditions give us balance and they give kids roots. And two, they give a comfort and predictability to life. And while we think about special traditions, maybe around the holidays, our traditions also give us, number three, the opportunity to teach and train our kids in manners, others before self, and respect. And as I was writing this episode, I was thinking of some of my most cherished traditions and how they have and have not been transmitted to my children. And then while I was doing that, I was thinking of values and how our traditions teach and ingrain our values to our children. And we just do it because that's the way we've always done it. But what's the reason? What's the purpose? And then as our kids get old enough to make their own decisions and traditions, or like you sitting in your spot, as you are now old enough to make your own traditions, you're fully free to accept or reject those traditions that you had as kids. And the goal in prayer is that your kids will get your values as we transmit them through our traditions. The first point, traditions give us balance and they give kids roots. This is the thought I also uh, teach when I, I think I've spoken about this in other podcasts, when I talk about doing photo books for foster kids and adoptive kids, giving kids roots that don't have any. It ties us to our past. It gives us a link. It lets us identify with those who have come before us. I um, have a coworker who is adopted and spent many years in an orphanage and she had very little. She, it's just heartbreaking to tell the stories of adoption day or picking day is what she calls it because parents would come and you know they're looking to pick a child and you always hope that you get and then you get rejected. But the fact that they got fruit, nut and candy bags at Christmas has made that an important and integral part of her celebrations and her life. That little bag, she said, of nothingness that a church youth group would put together, it made her feel like she belonged and she was important. It was just a little bag with like an orange and apple and some nuts and little uh, mini candy bars. But she said she knows if she has some fruit and little candies at Christmas, all is right with her world. Now, 
a tradition for me was that we always went, spent Christmas with my dad's family. So when I got married, I insisted that we make the trek back to North Carolina every year with all five kids. And we missed very few in all of the years, no matter where we lived. But an important piece of that little fact was that when I was growing up, I never lived more than 10 minutes from my grandma and my grandpa. It did not involve this ordeal of travel. I never really dissected that tradition. I just did it because that's what you do as we go. This is how we get together. The holidays mean family and family's important and you make whatever sacrifice you need to make to go be with your family. And that travel though, of course, with all five kids was always an ordeal. And to my disgrace now, it's something that they pretty much grew to hate because we would get up Christmas morning on the years that we lived close enough, we would open presents. And then before anybody got a chance to play with anything, here we were piling in the car and leaving on the fly to make it to the family dinner. Can you see how they didn't maybe really love that? So that was just a tradition. And to me still, the holidays are not complete unless we spend it with family. And I, and I have that in my own heart with my kid, with my children who are grown and some of them have their children. Just that feeling of melancholy, knowing that I won't be with any of them for Christmas or will be with this one, but not with this one. That's a sad thing (laughs) because for me, Christmas and the tradition of being with family is, is huge. Maybe not so much for you, but think about what it is that you're transmitting. When we moved to Texas, a fun tradition they have that I had never heard of. Now, it's attributed to the Germans. I don't know that necessarily the Germans will claim it. They hide a Christmas pickle in their tree. So they have an ornament. It's an old world tradition. And they take a pickle ornament. And Christmas Eve, it's hidden somewhere in the tree or on a live plant. And then the way the story goes is the first person that finds that pickle either gets an extra present for Santa Claus or they are supposed to be especially blessed for the next year. So that was just a fun example. But it's those things that we do year after year that give us balance and it gives kids roots. Now, it also gives us a little comfort and predictability to life. I have a friend that says every year, actually, it's a family member who says every year, well, I know I can celebrate Christmas when I get the Lanham Christmas letter. So I don't know about that. But but if you're a Pinterest girl and love decorating and doing something new and big and different and keeping it all shaken up each year at the holidays, that is absolutely awesome. You go, girl. You may be more traditional and you want to do it the same way every year. Don't change anything kind of gal. That's okay, too. However, that works. But your littles will learn your style very quickly and they'll adapt to make that theirs. What makes us a little crazy is when we bust up our routines without any advanced warning or moderation and we just change everything and nobody knows that that's coming. Well, then they want to know, well, where are the nutcrackers or where is the nativity scene? Well, wait a minute. We didn't make Chex Mix this year for Christmas. Whoa, wait a minute. I thought we were going to make cookies and you can't just throw all the traditions out and make everything new. Because that is that is when you get in a little bit of a trouble but for those of you who have already been through a divorce or, or either as children yourselves or as parents and you're trying to struggle with what's the new normal, that's the thing that I want to encourage you with is you get to create a new normal and it will become, it does take time, and but it will become a new normal for you. And then that gives comfort and predictability. I'm not even sure what year anniversary this is for the Harry Potter series, but Daniel Radcliffe was doing an interview And he said that he's heard numerous times from his friends that when they're sick or have issues, they will binge watch the old Harry Potter shows because it makes them think of their childhood and comfort and safety. So I'm the same way with Charlie Brown at Christmas time. I 
Love to do 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 do. Now, how many of you are dancing with me with your fingers in the air? It's just a thing. It gives you comfort, and that's what our traditions do. It gives some predictability. Again, goes back to those roots and comfort. So, and here's an example for you that you may have already experienced as a married couple. Some decisions that need to be made. Does Santa wrap presents or no? Do you get more all from Santa or mom and dad? Do you have a determined number? Some people I know give three because that's the number of gifts that Jesus gave. Some people do. You get something you want, something you need, and an outfit. Do you have them all? Does Santa leave all of the presents in one great big stack or are they divided out into, into people? Do you have a star, an angel, or a decorative bow on the top of your tree? And if you do, who gets to put that on there? Who gets to add it to the top? In our family, we would rotate that honor around. And with five kids, that would cause some confusion and fights for sure. Because, you know, I ain't going to remember whose turn it is. So I'd always have to look up the previous year's scrapbook if I couldn't remember until I got smart enough to write down the next person's name and put it with the angel so the next year there was no argument. And one tradition I grew to love when we lived in Tennessee was from a local salon. They had a killer recipe for wassail that the employees would create every day. They would bring in, they had crockpots going all day long with Christmas cookies and treats. And the decorations and the smell and just the feeling of being in a Christmas card was incredible. That would be the only time of the year that I would actually get my nails done and have a haircut. Or And one time I even got a massage. It was just that cool. It was just that that fun environment that was just exciting. With that, I want to invite you to think about the traditions that you have. Do you cook? Do you bake with grandma? Do you bake with yourself? Do you have a movie night with friends and you come over and you and you all watch in your PJs, maybe the Polar Express or a, a whole litany of movies? Do you go look at Christmas lights? Do you carol and bring hot chocolate? Do you Make gingerbread houses. I think I might have already said that. But what is it that determines your traditions? And they do not have to be elaborate. But what are the things that you want to start doing with your little ones that will make it memorable for them and will make the holidays such that you're passing on the values that you have for the holidays? And of course, I would love to insert here as Christians, we need to be passing on the real true meaning of Christmas. We need to be giving our kids the boundaries of, man, this was not just a happenstance circumstance. We celebrate Christmas because it is the gift of Jesus to the world. It's his birthday, not ours. And so all of that, that's not only a tradition, but it's a value. That's what we want to pass on. Number three, Traditions give us the opportunity to teach and to train our kids in manners, others before self, and respect. Now, this one transcends just holiday traditions. This is where it's so important that we keep intact basic manners and respect. That is a tradition. That is a value. That is a custom that we pass on. Do you write thank you notes and teach your children to do the same? Do you ensure that they're saying thank you for every birthday gift or card or money that they are that they receive not only at the holidays but all through the year are you teaching your youngsters to be givers 
or takers saying, please, thank you, and yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Here in the South, that's just, that's not an option. You That's how you show respect. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, thank you, please. It's just a thing. Another tradition, we use a quiet voice inside of a library, a church, in a restaurant, a business where people are working. Why? Well, it's a respect. Another tradition that needs to be taught, and it's not an option. Kids don't get to vote in these type of things. We take a family picture in non-play clothes. Why is that? Well, it's tradition. If that's if that's the look you're going for, if you want a formal portrait, it cannot be taken in play clothes. Respect others before self. That your personal rights go out the window if you're attending a funeral. You're not going to go in, in play clothes. You want to, to dress appropriately. And there, of course, you know, there's lots of events like that. Weddings, funerals, church services, baptisms, dedications, bar, bat mitzvahs, choir productions, etc., etc. Going out in public to places that are formal, it requires appropriate attire. You need to be dressed right. You need to act right. You need to speak right. Discipline and manners. It's just tradition and respect. And then as parents, it's our job to take these traditions and make sure these values and traditions are taught so that they can get caught. But kids do what you do. They don't do what you say. So be very careful as you are presenting why you do something or how you do something that you are doing that as well. You're modeling that behavior and that you are actually participating in the tradition. And they're specifically looking at the Christian holiday of Christmas. Um, just want to give you a couple of traditions worth honing in on. And one is truly making time to be with family as much as possible. If they're far away, a Zoom call, a FaceTime, whatever mechanism you have for connecting virtually, make that happen. As much as possible, make that happen. If you have one family member that's deployed or a family member that lives far away and others in the family are gathering, then open up that computer, pop on a Zoom, and and let them at least see and participate virtually. How about reading the Christmas story more than once? (laughs) Having an Advent calendar is great. Having an Advent wreath is even better. And then making sure that you're reading that Christmas story. Luke 2 is a great place to go look for it. And having a nativity set where you can actually act out the, the story of Christmas is awesome. Melissa and Doug, the toy maker, they have a wooden version. You can get um, the plastic ones from um, Little Tykes has a plastic version. I mean, you can get them wherever. So if you have your great-grandmother's precious porcelain that's been passed down for generations, don't let them play the Christmas story with that. <laughs> Use the child-appropriate version, but make sure that they know the story and they can act it out. And then, of course, this is just being together, but how about Christmas cooking or baking, making a gingerbread house or candy, going to house to house in your neighborhood, put put that stuff in the wagon and you just go with the family to share Christmas cheer. Does not have to be big, does not have to be expensive, just a little plate of goodies with a card that says, Merry Christmas, we're thinking about you. And particularly if you have elderly folks in your neighborhood or in your sphere of influence, that brings an immeasurable joy. Just the visit. It's not so much what you have on the plate. It's the visit. It's the it's the community. Holidays are incredibly lonely times for people. So to do that and to have that little outreach is, is a blessing. How about if you hold a birthday party for Jesus? I know a lot of church groups do that. And give experiences over gifts. Movies, going to see Christmas lights, doing for others, spending time together in an experience. And then this is one I will underscore for days, taking photos and then celebrating those photos. Just don't let them be hidden on your devices, your phones or your computers. Upload them, print them, put them on the wall, put them in a 
a photo book, give them as gifts to godparents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, significant others. Making that a gift and letting the kids help participate. Frame those pictures, watch the videos. There you go. Watch the videos, watch the videos, watch the videos. Don't just take them, but enjoy them. Now, I cannot wait over in our Facebook community that I'm sure you're a part of because I've encouraged you now three times to go join. I would love to see you chime in on the post that I have for what are your holiday traditions. I can't wait to see how you guys celebrate. And I do want to be sensitive to the fact that you may have grown up in a home where traditions weren't a thing and you have no idea where to even start and you're trying to create some new lasting traditions for your family and your littles. So to help you with that, I do have a list of 30 traditional and non-traditional ideas of ways to get started that I'm going to put the link to in the show notes and you can also go over to kathylanham.com to my freebie section and get them there. So blessings on you as you try to carve out your new directive, and what you want to do with your family. Be blessed and be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Until next time, this is Kathy. Hey guys, real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care. Take care.